Hi, I'm JP. And I'm Adam. I've never seen Lost. I have. I'm told that it's good. I liked it. I'm told that it made sense. Sort of. But we're watching it out of order. So it definitely won't make sense. But it might still be good. Since we won't expect it to make sense, we'll still be able to appreciate each episode on its own merits as a one-hour story. Sometimes two or three. As opposed to just a fraction of an ongoing, sprawling, and increasingly complex tangle of relationships, personal stories, mysteries, mythologies, experiments, social dynamics, unnatural disasters, unanswered questions, and hot tropical hookups. Are you okay? I'm not sure. Because you lost me a little bit there at the end. Good, because I've been lost since the beginning. We're We're lost lost on Lost. Welcome everybody to Lost on Lost. I'm JP Russell and I'm joined as always by our very own 108 minute man, Adam Busher. (laughs) That's me, baby. That is you. 108 minutes of fun. Yeah, so uh, Adam, uh, I uh, recently heard about a, a concept in podcasting. Um, it's typically for shows that aren't serialized, but we're like semi-serialized. Sure. Um, but it's a concept of, of basically like a benchmark episode, right? So um, after you've been running for a while, it's an episode that's a good starting point for new listeners. So mm-hmm. they get kind of a feel for like what the show is like and and what the hosts are like and, and everything like that. So I wanted to figure out what our benchmark episode would be. Uh, so I fed a thousand hours of our podcast to a computer, uh, and it spit out the results and it determined that any episode of our podcast is a good episode for people to start with. They're all perfect. Can't disagree Uh, with those results. Yeah. And then the computer shot itself. Today, we're talking about (laughs) orientation, the third episode of season two and the 28th episode of Lost Overall. Our centric character is the star of the Adam Sandler hit anger management, John Locke. (laughs) Orientation takes place on the 44th and 45th days after the crash of Oceanic Flight 815. Um, Adam? Yes, sir. Do you have a read cap for us? Uh, I believe so. Let me, uh, let me. Yeah, yeah, here we go. Yeah. Okay. Leap of faith. On the island, we meet the most important character of season two, the Hatch. Also, (laughs) John Locke, Jack Shepard, and Kate Austin meet a new friend. Sadly, they break his favorite toy. Hugo Reyes gladly observes that things are returning to normal, despite the fact that he lives on a deserted island and one of his best friends is an ex-Republican guard soldier. (laughs) Elsewhere, Jinsu Kwan, Michael Dawson, and James Sawyer Ford meet a girl. And in the before times, Locke tries out another wig, forgets his six-month anniversary, and Kevin Tighe gets another day of work. <laughs> Will they fix the computer? Will the Rafties escape the tiger pit? And what is the shelf life of Dharma Initiative Ranch dressing? We'll answer all that, or not, and more, freshmen! We've got soda and snacks at orientation here at Lost on Lost! Brilliant. JP, Brilliant. I have a surprise for you. We have a guest. What? (laughs) Ooh. We've got a brand new guest this week joining us uh, all the way from uh, an undisclosed location in central Wisconsin. (laughs) Welcome to the show, Chris Waters. Yo, what's up? (laughs) So is my location undisclosed uh, or could you just not remember where I'm actually from? Well, I didn't want, you know, in case you're on, in case you're heading out, I know where you're at. Oh, little okay. column A, little column B. Yeah, you know, one, one of the other. Okay, no, I, sounds I, good. I know, where your ho- I know where your home is. I didn't know if you wanted me to tell everybody on the internet where your home is. That's a good plan. <laughs> yeah, all right. In fact, let me get on Twitter right here. Um, Chris, why don't you give me your full street address <laughs> and zip code, and all three of our Twitter followers will then be aware of it. 
Oh boy, uh, Chris, uh, welcome to the show. Uh, let's find let's find out a little bit about you. Let's uh, let's sort of introduce you to the audience. Um, why don't we start off with the uh, with the first thing we uh, normally do? Um, just what is your history with Lost? Um, your relationship with the show? Sure. Uh, let's see. I started watching Lost when it originally aired, and uh, I for a while was watching it as the episodes came out back in the ice ages when we had to watch and wait every week. And if you missed a week, you'd be behind and not know what was going on. It was kind of easy to get off track with the show. Uh, as you can yeah, imagine, if you, if you missed an episode, you just had to have somebody explain it to you. <laughs> like, yeah. Which is somehow worse than a podcast of people watching it out of order. <laughs> yeah. So I think I made it through pretty much the first full season and started to watch the second season. Um, before I kind of just like didn't know what was happening and stopped watching. Uh, then I came back to it later and I've watched, uh, well, I started it several times and then I, I have finished it except the final episode. Um, I keep trying to finish it, but I keep falling asleep in the final episode like three times I've tried to watch it. So you've seen every episode of Lost except for the finale. Well, I mean, I've started watching it three times. <laughs> So you are the yin to my yang, then? <laughs> Pretty much. That's okay, wild. Um, <laughs> That's incredible. Uh, oh, and I was going to say, not only are you a fan of Lost, you are also a fan of this show. I think you've listened to every episode that's aired so far. That is accurate. So that's very. That's also very exciting. Yeah, according to the analytics, it's you and somebody in North Korea that's been <laughs> listening. So it's you and some supreme leader that's a big fan. <laughs> Should we do it? Should we get into it? Let's fucking do it. Um, let's see here. Orientation originally aired on October 5th, 2005. It was written um, by uh, Javier Grillo, Mark's Watch, um, and Craig Wright. And it was directed by Jack Bender. Uh, Javier wrote uh, 16 episodes of a show called Jack 2.0, which would, uh, is what I assume we'll be calling the back half of Lost. Um, Craig Wright uh, created the show Dirty Sexy Money, which are also the three words that I used to describe gin. And Jack <laughs> Bender directed Child's Play 3, Look Who's Stalking. It's like it's one movie credit. Did you want to say something about Dirty Sexy Money? Uh, yeah, Dirty Sexy Money. I think that the fourth banana in that show, it was like it was Dylan McDermott, Josh Molina, uh, one other guy, and then uh, one Christopher Titus of you the son of, a <laughs> of these Fox sitcom Titus, which went three seasons. He was the main oh, character. God. He was amazing. That, uh, no, it's that show with Cynthia Watros. <laughs> Cynthia Watros is also in this episode. We don't really get to talk to her much, but she's... So yeah, Dirty Sexy Money, also starring Christopher Titus. <laughs> Motherfucker. Um, okay. Let's get into this. We start uh, with actually a scene that we've seen before. Yeah. Um, in the other 48 days, yeah. uh, Sawyer, Michael, and Jin getting the shit kicked out of him by Mr. Echo. <laughs> Just three on one, and yeah. they have no chance. Like no, he just comes in like the Hulk. <laughs> yeah, basically, dude, he's a force of nature. He hits Sawyer, and I was like, eh. He hits Michael, I was like, eh. Mm. He hits Jin, I was like, no, you bastard. <laughs> Even if they had all six of their arms functional, they would still have no shot against Echo. He would fuck right. them up. <laughs> I I don't know if in chronological order, if this is the first time 
we see Mr. Echo, but if it is, it's like, holy fuck, who is this mountain of a man who's just punchizing all of our sweet boys and <laughs> we, Michael? We get, I, I think we get a clip in another episode, which we have not, ha- have not yet watched, of Echo just like storming toward them. And yeah. we've seen a version of that in the other 48 days, too, right. where they're just like laying there. Is basically right. all, the- all three episodes are basically showing the same scene. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, but then, uh, yeah, all three of those fools get thrown into the cage. Well, also, Echo's just casually, like, dragging one body through. Dude, Like, yeah. everyone else, they got two people, like, dragging these people through. The- He's just, like, not even breaking a sweat. That was my only sh- uh, note for cinematography. That shot of Mr. Echo just brooding through the jungle was fucking awesome. <laughs> it was so good. Really long lens. A lot of compression. It looked beautiful. From there, I think we cut to the hatch. Hatch. Um somebody's holding lock at gunpoint um yeah kate's playing diehard um it's <laughs> exactly kate's it. crawling around like the rat she is <laughs> through <laughs> the vents <laughs> and almost gets her ass shot jack must have just got done running a marathon he is fucking drenched like yeah, there's a lot so of sweat sweaty. in this episode this is a very sweaty episode but i chris you you mentioned kate almost getting fucking shot um that bunker hatch thing is made out of like nothing but concrete and steel like everybody should be deaf right right yeah that's yeah. what i thought <laughs> like that gun goes off it's like everybody immediately just like grabs their ears and winces like they can't do anything else anymore Locke says something about destiny and all roads lead here mm. or or jack you know Jack's, was, jack says that yeah. he's like says a very like condescending oh the, all the roads lead here john or whatever it's like yeah jack boy jack woke up on the wrong fucking side of the bed for this episode man uh we'll get into that though flashback block is at uh, some sort of group meeting we can assume based on the chalkboard that it is uh that's an anger management class um yeah as as the you know and then as the scene goes on yeah we it's confirmed that yeah these people are here because of anger and because he he fucking snaps <laughs> yeah <laughs> if anybody here needs this group it's John. <laughs> yeah. A- anger and trauma and things like that aren't a competition. But, you know, we, we have a, a young woman who's expressing frustration and anger because her mother, like, stole $30 from her. And $30, you know, to somebody who's kind of cash-strapped, that's that's a non-insignificant amount of money, yeah. whether it be 2005 or today. Yeah. Um, and Locke's, like, you know, kind of brooding. They say that he, he's been coming for a month, but he hasn't said much of anything uh, and he's like yeah my fucking dad stole my kidney and then he dropped me like a hot rock and it's, it's like oh yeah okay john i guess i guess you do win this one right well and that's the thing too it's like um one person's pain doesn't negate another person's thing it's not a zero-sum game there's no, there's no pain and trauma to go around for everybody <laughs> like right yeah. you know and if if the uh woman running the meeting wouldn't have gotten interrupted by john she probably would have been like well what's the thing that's actually making you angry is it the 30 dollars or is it the fact that your mother's lying and stealing from you it's not the money right. it's the actions mm-hmm. that you know it's like so but we're not here to analyze how the <laughs> that stuff works right we cut to outside uh what? Before we cut to outside, yeah, we get a glimpse of who's sitting next to John, yeah. and it's the gym, yeah. Katie Seagal herself, yeah. which I was very excited about. I yeah. was equally excited to see her. I was like, "Fuck yes, dude! She's yeah. such a treat." We we we've seen her a little bit in a different episode. Um, 
from later chronologically this mm-hmm. it, it appears that this is must be the first time that john meets helen and yeah like as soon as i saw her i was just like oh thank god this like <laughs> like normally like normally it's tough to watch a lock flashback because of how much of a bummer Locke's life pre-island yeah. is but like just the the sheer fact that she's there I'm like okay this will be this will be nice <laughs> yeah totally so then uh yeah we cut we cut outside Locke's trying to light up a smoke um and Helen comes up to him I don't know when the last time uh, either of you have been f- flirted with by an individual that you weren't uh in a relationship with but the last time haha false <laughs> But she was flirting with him so hard. Yeah, like I've like I've never seen that level of flirting happen in real life. I only that only happens in television. Like I've been flirted with in the past by you know people, but like never to the comically elevated level that you see in television and movies. Yeah, but like it 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 was definitely elevated. But at the same time, like what they were saying wasn't outside the realm of possibility oh yeah absolutely no. you know, like I mean, it I was bought, a very I good meet cute yeah yeah but yeah she was dtf real bad um <laughs> dtl she's down to lock baby <laughs> too bad i'm not into bald men i'm not bald i can wait <laughs> <laughs> i wrote that down too like, yeah. it's very good uh come back uh we come back to the hatch Jack's asking where's Kate. Yeah. She's in the fucking vents. Yeah, apparently he. they must not have come here together because he doesn't know where she is. No. We follow her. We follow Kate deeper into the hatch. Uh, she finds an armory. Yeah. We find out later in the episode that two guys lived here. Why are there 15, 20 guns? <laughs> that looks like any room in my house. I don't know what you're talking about. Actually, I, I really appreciated her grabbing the shotgun. Uh, Clint Smith uh, from Thunder Ranch, the firearms instructor, mm. says, if I'm sitting you down and I put two guns in front of you, a big gun and a little gun, and I say someone's going to bust through that door in five seconds, you got to choose a gun. Everyone's always going to pick the big gun, and Kate went for the big gun. That's interesting that you say that, because I made a note here. I was like, yeah, you take the shotgun because, you know, you you hardly have to aim. But if you're in close quarters like that, are you really, uh, are you, like, I was thinking to myself, I wouldn't want a long gun. I would want a pistol. I, it's, I mean, for, for just the fact of dealing with close quarters, shotgun's great, but you're also dealing with a hostage situation, so it's not great. So, yeah. but I don't know if she knows that or not. So, just grabbing the uh, the scatter gat, not a bad yeah, choice. I mean, yeah. Well, I I think she's unaware that there's a stove that she could be utilizing. <laughs> oh, Chris with the stove reference, man! I sure hope we get more Kate stove action later on in the show. <laughs> We've established that there's infrastructure on the island. I just mm-hmm. hope she gets to, you know, they're like, oh, we gotta, we gotta cover our tracks, and Kate gets to like really shine, you know. Yeah, she's like, <laughs> I have an idea. Yeah. <laughs> Are you sure um, this is gonna work? And she's like, uh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, but she gets the drop on Desmond. Yeah. Doesn't shoot him. Hits him with the thing. Um, yeah. Another negligent discharge here, and it blasts the computer. Fries it. Which we don't know why that's problematic yet, right? No, we, yeah, no we don't know. We just know that there's a there's a timer on mm-hmm. the wall um, that uh, everyone is now aware of. Um, Jack gets to to yell at Locke, uh, "Don't tell me what to do," which I feel is the other half of the 
Bitcoin. Don't tell me what I can't do. Don't tell me what I can't There's do. There's just a lot. And I uh, definitely wrote down, no one tells Jackie Jack what to do. Yeah. <laughs> I have that tattooed across my waist. Um, Speaking of tattoos, Jack's awful tattoos are actually Matthew Fox's awful tattoos. <laughs> just fun fact. Are they? And uh, they oh, must yeah, have yeah. been too hard to cover up, so they just had to write them into the story. Which is bonkers because the amount of times he's wearing a sleeveless shirt. He could just wear a t-shirt. Like, they could have just did that, and then we wouldn't have to look at Jack's ridiculous tattoos. Well, because I, you know, there, there's little things like, um, like Charlie's, I, I forget what the tattoo says. We saw it in, um, it's a Beatles thing. It's on a shoulder. Yeah, White it's Rabbit. A, it looks like a bad fake tattoo, but then there's like Locke's scar, mm-hmm. which that looks really good. Like yeah. across the board, like somebody has to reapply that shit. And I was just like, oh, maybe the same person's doing the scar is doing these terrible at- tattoos, but yeah. those are just Matthew those are, those are, those are terrible just fucking Fox's tattoos. Real, uh, they're oh. real, 100% real. <laughs> uh, again, we have wonderful guests that bring more uh context to the show than the two hosts thank you chris one other creepy thing that happens here before we do our next cut is uh, desmond thinks he recognizes jack as all this like stuff is happening he's trying to deal with the computer being shot like people are freaking out jack's sweating on everything desmond's like don't i know you jack's like i don't know i i I never think about anybody except myself so how would i know if you know Uh, crime, crime Watch a, f- a few months ago? That was a case of mistaken identity. That was about two weeks ago. Oh, yeah, that was him. <laughs> that was, <yeah. laughs> um, flashback. Helen's house. Mm. Mm. And John Locke is pulling a Kate. <laughs> yeah, she totally. I have trouble sleeping in a strange bed. I think she said exactly that. <laughs> yeah. In a tent on, you know, on the a, beach. On a beach, yeah. <laughs> I was so disappointed in him because I, if you can't tell, have a distaste for Kate. (laughs) (laughs) It's starting to show through a little bit. You're tipping your hand ever so slightly. Just a little bit. Um, But yeah, she's like, hey, uh, where are you going? And it looks like he's going to hit it and quit it. Yeah. Yeah. but he's like, no, seriously, like I, I do like you. I just I can't sleep. I gotta I gotta just get out of here. Um and we we find out that he he leaves to go be a fucking creep. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I can't spend the night. I have a hard time sleeping in a strange bed, and uh, one of my free time activities is stalking. Uh, and I gotta get back to that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. In the most conspicuous fucking car. <laughs> In both model and color, all, all, all it's missing, it says, like, not a cop on the outside. <laughs> he should have stole Helen's car, because we're, we're pretty sure that Helen drives a beige Volvo, yeah. which is, would disappear into the background of any place. But yeah, right. his bright red, there's cherry red fucking VW Beetle. Jesus. Oh, my God. And and he parks like right outside the like yeah we we figure out that he's uh, he's going to Anthony Cooper's place he's like right, right at the end of his driveway yeah so, so much so that Cooper gets in his car is like yeah you park right outside my fucking house John like I've I've not only did I know now I've known for a while like yeah what did he say he's like I thought I thought this would stop once I moved but like you followed me and said like now like it was funny at first but now I'm annoyed if this is like man if you didn't like the the, the whole kidney theft thing was yeah. pretty bad but like this is like some mustache twirling evil shit that Cooper says <laughs> <laughs> um, cut back to the hatch. Yeah. Uh, Desmond's trying to fix the co- fix the computer. <laughs> um, I think this thing's made out of math. Uh, <laughs> do math. <laughs> um, yeah, he's he's frantically running around. Why are the computer parts 
stash all over the hatch? Why aren't all the computer parts on a shelf in the computer room? I don't know. Well, uh, you probably didn't think some jackass was going to come shoot it with a shotgun. Not, not really the fair. point. Like I don't, I don't, I don't store my DVDs not next to my DVD player. Like I don't store my pens away from my paper. Like the two, they just go together. <laughs> Actually, to be fair, all my DVDs are in a room that don't have a DVD player. <laughs> well, you're a maniac. Yeah, <laughs> you you have so many DVDs that you probably can't keep them next to your DVD player. That's Otherwise, correct. you wouldn't be able to see your TV. Yeah, there's <laughs> too many copies of Ernest Scared Stupid. Um, that is a great movie. I know. <laughs> <laughs> um, but uh, J- Jack is starting this line of questioning. You know, like you know, tell me how you got here. What's going on? It's like got him at gunpoint, and Desmond's like, I, he, he's completely. He does not give a shit that there's a guy Go, with a gun yeah. who's screaming at him in the room. Yeah. He's just like frantically trying to figure this shit out. Mm-hmm. Um, and he, he talks about how there's this other guy or how he got there. He was like sailing around the world, and he crashed here, uh, and he met this guy named Calvin. Was it? Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, Kelvin. And Kevin was like, you're my number two now. We got to push this fucking button. We got to save the world. Mm-hmm. But then uh, Kelvin died. Yeah. If you want to know more, go watch the cutscene in the other room. You remember Kelvin? No. Of course you don't remember Kelvin. Chris, fuck do you remember Kelvin? Kelvin? I mean, I know who Kelvin yeah, is. Yeah, you know who Kelvin is. Who the fuck is Kelvin? Kelvin, Kelvin Joe Inman, uh, the DIA handler that taught Saeed how to how to torture people. Oh, piss on my... Ugh, God Cl- damn it. Clancy Brown. <laughs> of course it's fucking Clancy Brown. Jack and John go look for, like, look for the um, the movie. Right. <laughs> Desmond, Desmond, he, just, he, he throws it away to him. He's like, oh, it's it's behind Turn of the Screw. Uh, yeah. The projector's in the pantry. Why, why isn't the film by the projector? Um know. But then th- this this pissed me off the way that John looks for the thing he like he goes he finds turn of the screw and he just like whips the book on the floor and just like dude like I know you're excited but just like th- that's a book like treat the set it down you don't have right. to throw it come on you're gonna ruin the spine cut to the beach Hurley's throwing a ball to Vincent yep. man man's best friend Saeed's dragging a footlocker across the dirt. <laughs> Yeah, and, and very genuinely, Hurley just goes to help him, says something oh, hey, about yeah. like all that craziness with the baby snatching or something. <laughs> this <laughs> is something we absolutely have not seen. It's got to be related yeah. to either the season two premiere or the season one finale. Like, oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, I, definitely I hope brings anyway. up how they tried to snatch the baby. Yeah. I was like, and wait. how he's glad things are going back to normal. <laughs> and then my favorite line of the episode. <laughs> oh, crap. <laughs> Uh, As Kate runs in, yeah. Here, here comes Kate with some bullshit. <laughs> so glad things are getting back to normal. Oh, yeah, shit. Um, yeah, uh, Kate, Kate's yelling, Saeed, Saeed, we need you. And like, there's there's no urgency unless there's some some fuckery about. Yeah. And yeah. and Hurley's just like, oh, there's fuckery about. So then we cut back to the cage. Yep, back to the tiger pit. Uh, Jin thinks that their their captors are others. It's like yeah. one of the only things that he can say. So and he's like, yeah, he, others, others, others. Mm-hmm. Um, and for once, Sawyer is quietly talking to Jin <laughs> yeah. while he is not understanding. <laughs> he's very good. It might be the first time in the show that he's whispered. <laughs> Although I think he's still being racist. Yes. I'm pretty sure he calls him Chewy. He does, like he does call him Chewy. Later. Later. Oh, it's not the only racist thing he's gonna say whilst in this cage. So they they, they try to break out. They're like, "Hey, you know, push push me up out of the thing, whatever." Um, he almost gets stabbed in the face with a machete. <laughs> Stick knife. 
<laughs> Although this does fill the plot hole JP was talking about last week, which I realized by the time this airs, like that'll be like three now. months ago. <laughs> sure. But uh, yeah, like this what? is why they didn't just climb on each other's backs to yeah. get out of the cage, I guess. Yeah, totally. Apparently you'll get stuck in the face with a stick machete. If you <laughs> I wrote down Mr. Echo will cut a bitch. Oh, <laughs> yes, he will. <laughs> That might have to be the name of the episode. Um, Mr. Echo will cut a bitch and he'll smile doing it. Yeah. <laughs> but again, just like, especially, you know, I understand that literally there is an upper and a lower, but like a uh, dimension to the, the hole in the ground and ground level. But just seeing Mr. Echo just like at that steep of an angle is just like, it's such a power shot. Yeah. And he's just like, he's just throwing that door up and down and he's got a knife on a stick. And I'm just like, Jesus Christ. I I'd be like, what? Yeah. Okay. Whatever, dude. Like, yeah. Well, and, and imagine, imagine a world in which you haven't seen the four, the, the other 48 days. Right. Um, like, this is not nice <laughs> kind of priest, Mr. Echo. No, this is double him. knife throat kill, Mr. Echo. Well, and he doesn't speak. All right. of the, he has not spoken or made a sound. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All you've seen him do is just beat the fuck out of people yeah. and wield weapons and be huge. Like- yeah. <laughs> so then uh, they, they toss in another body. Yep. A lady. Oh, <laughs> It's a girl. <laughs> that's not a girl that's a cop <laughs> yeah it's an undercover cop class. I was gonna say a woman <laughs> but all right. right yeah that's it it's like what do you did the fucking lost voice it's a girl yeah let's all move over to the other side of the tiger pit <laughs> she's good and I, I I guess I'm getting a little bit ahead because like she's still passed out at this point but when she wakes up and introduces herself and uses her real name I'm like what kind of undercover cop uses their actual name <laughs> When they're undercover. <laughs> like, how stupid can you get? I'm uh, Magnum P.I. <laughs> Columbo. Shit. Murder, Shit. she wrote. That's not a name. Dr. Murder, she wrote. <laughs> Cut back to the hatch. Jack and John are setting up the projector. Yeah. Um, they're argue- They're still arguing about the, like... I was like, uh, I know they're talking about something on like a macro level is probably important for like the who Jack and John are as people. But I was just like, <laughs> yeah, whatever. <laughs> Stop arguing. Just set up the movie so we can watch the movie. <laughs> yeah. Which they do. John is like, are you upset because he recognized you? Which we haven't really gotten into. But no. like apparently uh, Desmond and Jack have met at some point. Now we get into the motherfucking film, and this is a whole bunch of good lost shit. So good. (laughs) Oh, my God. There's so many little things in this where, like, like Brandel, you know, was talking about being on the forums and, like, all Mm -hmm. the people talking about all the little shit. Mm -hmm. This this is just, like, a goldmine of just creepy lost shit. Yeah. Here's a bunch of stuff for people to obsess about. Who are the DeGroots? Who is Alvar Hanso? Who, what, it, why, why is this the third of six videos? Yeah. What the is, swan. You know, yeah. Uh, Who is Dr. Candle? Like, so much, so much, like, lore, mystery, mythology shit. Like, yeah, like, I was, like, sitting there, I was like, man, if they would have made a show that was just found footage of the Dharma Initiative in, 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 like, uh, instructional videos i would have watched that i would have watched that show a thousand times <laughs> uh i i did have a note here that um the feeling that i got watching this is probably what uh right wingers 
feel like when leftists suggest universal health care like mm, this sounds like fucking communist propaganda but whatever uh it's just it's got all the when they're talking about you know we're learning uh science and mm-hmm. and psychopathy free, and, free thinkers and scientists can we're a group setting i was gonna say yeah the, the zoology at least explains why there's polar bears mm-hmm. like yeah. that was my long time question like why in the hell yeah right that that question that got asked in the first episode of the show like a year before this aired there's a polar bear on a tropical island saying like, hey right we were, but we like, were experimenting on polar bears but i unless they find out like oh polar bears have some psychic link or or they can feel the magnetic fields or something like why the fuck polar bears it still doesn't answer why they have fucking polar bears there's a there's a problem here with the dharma initiative though what's that the, the they they they've got a lot going for them as far as like sort of progressive thinking as far as like trying to research into the future and, and the pursuit of knowledge and um you know and and yeah like you said communal communist-esque thinking and like um yeah obviously some sort of eastern influence with the with the the, the namaste uh right. greeting and stuff like that mm-hmm. um we find out during the um during the video that the dharma initiative benefactor is a gentleman named alvar hanso yeah he's a munitions magnate Mm. The Dharma Initiative is funded by the military-industrial complex. It's all a front. <laughs> it's a front for weapons research. Eisenhower warned us about all this exactly. shit. Yeah. Exactly. Yep. One of the last. One of the last good Republican presidents. <laughs> <laughs> and that—that's a lot for you to say. That. Um, the, 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 the video ends. <laughs> I wrote this down. And Locke's like, "We're going to need to watch that again." <laughs> Why? Yeah. It, it wasn't that long. Did you not get it? <laughs> I think right. I absorbed it. <laughs> like, well, yeah, and it's it's not like there was anything, like, just watching it the one time through in real time. I'm like, yeah, okay, I get it. Basically, no information other than push the goddamn buttons. Right. Like, yeah. don't let the timer run out. Yeah, uh, exactly. Which, again, it has a very Fallout-esque. Yeah, Voltec. that's the other thing I was thinking. Yeah. Yeah. Just like, we're giving you an official thing. We're telling you this is really important. Mm-hmm. Uh, you better do it. But it it's absolutely a social experiment like jack later suggests yeah it's like the the real the real premise here is uh don't go outside because you'll be irradiated that's what this experiment is going to figure out right well in case you were wondering i have another fun fact yeah Um, excellent just so you know the the numbers uh which i don't know if they've said the numbers yet but yeah yeah these come back 4 8 15 16 24 42 Mm -hmm. the sum of all these numbers is 108. Yeah, that's how many beans there were in the jar. <laughs> and uh, if you take 108 and times it by five, uh-huh. you get 540, which is the number of days the orientation film said the team would be in the Swan Station. Uh-huh. And the five is, you know, there's five right. stations, so. Well, that's some interesting num- numerology there, Chris. Chris, do you want to be our official Lost on Lost Field correspondent? No, thanks. That's okay. a lot of work. It, it pays terrible. <laughs> you actually have to pay us. Yes. <laughs> um, Get like a free cup of coffee once every six months. There you go. Ooh, whoa, whoa, whoa. Every six months? Calm down there, slugger. <laughs> You're going to negotiate with that? Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Cut. Uh, we cut back to we cut to the flashback. Um, yeah. The next flashback. Um, it is their six-month anniversary. That's not, but that's not the word. And the, the root of anniversary, an, Annie, annual, anniversary by definition is one year. 
You yeah, can't but have an anniversary the, that's less than a year. There's the Victoria's Secret semi-annual sale. Come on, like... Semi-annual. It's, she didn't say it's our semi-anniversary. <laughs> <laughs> she said it's our sixth month. Well, but that, but Helen said, she's like, it's like kind of an anniversary. It's because it's not an anniversary. Six month. They're celebrating the six month, whatever, of, <laughs> you know, the date of the, they've been together, whatever. It's not an anniversary. And she's right. And I agree with her. You you really want to die on this fucking hill, don't you? I'm, everybody should be on this hill because it's just correct. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, it's it's a six month. Um, so, uh, Tom Offer Westdorf was the first person I ever heard use the word month anniversary. <laughs> <laughs> and so that's what I would call it. This is our six month anniversary. Okay. All right. So yeah. Fine. So it's their six month anniversary. Um, Helen got John a present. Ooh. Still wrapped up in a little box of the boat. She, he's like, I didn't get you anything because he's still, he's still dealing with a lot of like narcissism and anger and all kinds of stuff. Well, like, also, he's like, st- he's still very six, six month is not it's a not thing. An anniversary. You don't have to buy a present. Exactly. Well, it's also not a yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, but she gives me but, but she, yeah, she actually she gets him something that like if I were seeing somebody for six months and they gave me a key, I'd be like, yeah, that's an appropriate present. I like that. That's you know, it, it, it makes sense to me. You know, mm-hmm. she says you'd be tired of knocking. This is like you can come over whenever. I'm down. <laughs> come on in. Uh, but uh, it co- it comes with it comes with a cost beyond the dollar it cost her to um to copy it. Mm-hmm. Which fuck man, I wish I, I when I moved into my new apartment I had to have a spare set of keys made. Uh, I think that ended up running me like eight bucks. It was fucking yeah. bullshit. Thanks, Obama. <laughs> <laughs> Although I did write here that you know Helen's a gem because I think it'd be you know just easier for her to be like Jesus, this guy's kind of fucked. <laughs> <laughs> you know, but she's like, I'm willing, I'm willing to give this a shot if yeah. you are, and uh, I think that's admirable. It's much easier to just walk away, and she she chooses not to. Yeah. She's got so much patience, like she and it. Uh, and it's not like patience to a fault either. She's like, she's like, I, this dude, you know, it's old dog new tricks. He's got anger issues to yeah. deal with. They met at anger management. It's like, yeah, he's not going to be all better overnight, but she's willing to check it out. Here, here, I got you this. It's a key. I changed my locks and this is one of the old ones. Don't ever contact me again. Because <laughs> uh, she's like, uh, yeah, you, you need to like the stipulation is you need to actually stay over because uh, I followed you last night and yeah. I saw you just creeping outside of that just house out, just out, out stalking you can't yeah. do that anymore mm-hmm. <laughs> i need you to stop please thank you <laughs> i i wrote the note john probably has a key ring like a middle school janitor uh <laughs> cut back to the present Locke is rewinding the film <laughs> yeah jack's not watching it no he's like don't you want to watch it again jack's like no i'm leaving i'm out of here this is insane yeah um and that's the end of that scene. <laughs> yep. That, my note was, JL rewinds the film, Jack fucks off. <laughs> About time. About time. Uh, cut back to the cage. Ana Lucia wakes up, yep. uh, and Sawyer and Michael start talking. Mm-hmm. Um, she's like, how'd, how'd you guys get here? And they're like, well, we fucking crashed here. And they, they come to realize that they were all on the same plane because she's the one that says 815. Like, yeah. And they're like, oh, my God, were you on the tail? Did you, how did you survive? She's from uh, she's from the back of the plane. She woke up underwater, and that's it. We know that that's basically true. Yeah. They don't know that, but we do. 
from from the guy's perspective, the fact that she says 815 signals to them that she's probably telling the truth. Mm-hmm. And the fact that they're even mentioning we came here from a plane crash is probably a good indicator that they're telling the truth based on what they're saying because they, they think that she's one of them, which yeah. she is. Uh, so when Sawyer pulls out a gun, is like, I'm going to shoot Mr. Echo. She's like, oh, shit. No, I, I don't think you guys are others. However, we still got to suss that out. But I right. really can't have you shooting my main man, Mr. Echo. Shaft. Ugh. So he, Sawyer he, does what Sawyer does best yeah. and uh, gets his gun stolen from him. <laughs> <laughs> I thought you were going to say call somebody a racist nickname, but uh, both of those. Both of those. I mean, <laughs> sorry, I, that's probably actually what he does best. But second best is get his gun stolen. Yeah, he is gun super good at getting his guns fucking yanked from him. <laughs> this is this is going to be. It's like it's like Anna Lucia and Sawyer's thing. Is like he has a gun and she takes it from him. Just like that could be one of their cute little things that they do. Yeah, Sawyer, Sawyer's like arm is all fucked up or something. Yeah, and she's like, oh well, I can I can pretty easily subdue <laughs> him and take his fucking gun that tiger pit is uh this it's not very big when she snatches the gun like michael and jin should have just jumped there and took it back right <laughs> oh that reminds me you know what michael i forgot to say my first comment shut up michael <laughs> anytime he gets the chance he asks about Walt, and yeah. i understand his son got taken sure. but like these people threw you in the pit they're not going to tell you if they have your son, number one. Yeah. And number two, just shut up. Like, no one cares right now. You're in a pit. Why do you care about Walt? Why don't you get out of the pit first? Prioritize yourself. Yeah. You've got a, a different new number one priority. It's no longer locate Walt. It's right. get out of the pit. <laughs> when uh, when they're having this conversation, I'm picturing Mr. Echo just laying on the ground, like on his stomach, crossing and uncrossing his legs, like just outside of their field of view, like listening really intently, like, who's going to yeah. say what next? Because um, Sawyer's like, it's weighted down with something. It's Echo. He's laying. <laughs> this is this is that unmovable object. That's <laughs> oh, boy. Cut back to the hatch. Desmond soldering. Jack is just asking more questions. Yep. Being a fucking asshole. You know, they, they wrote quarantine on here to, you know, it's, it's all a mind game game did yeah. you ever think about that and desmond's like every day yeah, all the day all every, every time that i think about anything I've, I've only been able to sleep 90 minutes at a time for the past three years uh yeah, yeah. thanks Doc. i'm insane i'm insane like yeah <laughs> like yeah which yeah, i the, i really appreciated desmond's uh, sort of candor in, yeah. in that just to be like yeah yeah i do think about it all the there, time thank you thank you motherfucker like yeah. y- you thought that i didn't think about that in the last couple of years like you're a fucking idiot yeah there are so many people in this episode that 100 know exactly what they're supposed to do and they're oh, every single yes. one of them's wrong about it yeah. <laughs> um, well except for one but we'll we'll, we'll get, we'll to, get to it yeah we'll get to it <laughs> um De- De- Desmond uh, believes he fixes the computer, so he flips the switch, but it does not work. He blows the uh, br- blows the breaker. Bum, 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 bum. <laughs> the computer also th- does it smoke again? Does he burn something else out on the computer? Uh, oh yeah, it, it it like all it trips like a circuit breaker. Like the yeah, whole all the lights go off. Yeah. Like, and but that's enough. But Desmond's like, well, I tried. <laughs> Out of warranty now. 
and then uh, he just gets the hell out. Yes, like, he does. He's just like, well, fuck this shit. I'm out, and he yeah. just starts stuffing a rucksack full of yep. just Can- stuff, canned goods, and some. You know, probably grabs a couple of books, like some, probably a first aid kit, a couple of bottles of water. He's grabbing like what looks like a like an injector and a bunch of vials of something yep. could you guys see what that was i didn't see what it was i just saw that he did grab it yeah 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 and i mean i definitely know what that's for uh but we don't on the podcast yet right i'm certain it's so. one of those where if it is something that's like just in case if it's like antibiotics great grab as much as you can but something like food you can figure out whatever is in those vials i'm like don't grab a handful grab all of them <laughs> yeah he's, he's like i'm f and oh man yeah. i can't get i can't get away from here fast enough <laughs> well in his mind there's absolutely no chance that this is a psychology experiment and he oh, yeah. doesn't want to be around to see what happens and jack is like the complete 180 he's like nothing's gonna happen I'm out of here. Have fun, John. Like, <laughs> and again, baby boy left alone. They they leave for two different reasons. <laughs> Des is like, I'm leaving because this place is going to fucking explode. And Jack's like, I'm leaving because there's nothing happening here. Like, right. Yeah. Right. There's, no, there's no chicks. There's no anything. Like, I'm pale. That's, that's the thing. We have this. We have an indoor facility. We have supplies. We have guns. And Jack's like, yeah. this isn't interesting because I'm not the center of attention. <laughs> Like what? <laughs> exactly. We're gonna ride to the beach. I'm the most important person for miles. Cut <laughs> <laughs> uh, back to uh, Helen's house. Yep. Lock, locks just out stalking Cooper some more. Um, <laughs> after after he explicit, well, he didn't make it explicit, but by putting the key in his pocket, he basically agreed to the promise yes. that he wouldn't stalk her anymore, right. stalk him anymore. So like, yeah, but she made no promises. About stacking John Locke. That's correct. <laughs> That's true. It's just like, I'm going to give you this key on the condition that you don't stalk Anthony Cooper anymore. And then he's like, I will take this key on the condition that you don't stalk me anymore. <laughs> That's why we love Helen. And yeah, she just she just gives him a little bumper tap there. She's like, yeah. fuck you. Like... Fuck your car. That that's like one of my favorite things to. I used to do this all the time in, uh, when I was in high school. When I would bump my friend's car with my oh, yeah. car, and they fucking hated it because like they were like, "Why are you bumping my car? Oh, fuck off!" And I'd be like, "Dude, we're all seventeen years old. We all are driving hand-me-down piece of shit two hundred dollar yep. cars. Like I hit I hit you at a half a mile an hour right. on purpose to yeah. bump you. That was it, absolutely my my best friend from high school, uh, Trevor." That was his exact thing constantly. Like any time he would always drive behind any one of us, any red light, he just hit us. Just have you. It's it's the you know, it's the it's the late adolescent version of tire tank. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Totally. <laughs> um but yeah, Helen's pretty pissed off. Uh she's <laughs> like good reason. If she she takes the keys out of his car and, and yeets them in a fucking Cooper's yard. She's like, he's not up. He's not looking for you. He does not give a shit about you, dude. Like, mm-hmm. he's, he's not going to come out. You got to go in there if you want to mm-hmm. fucking deal with him. Yeah, she's shifted from promise to ultimatum. It's just like, yeah. this is it. I, w- I want to I wanna do this with you, but I'm not going to do it with you. You got to pick. Just sit out here in the fucking street and stare at your dad's house or come back to bed, baby. <laughs> like, right. Yeah. Like... Uh, it's, she's like, yeah, you gotta choose him or me. Um, and he says, you know, I, I can't, I can't, I can't. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know how. I didn't expect him to say that. 
No, but I it, don't know how. I can't. I don't know how. Like, yeah, I, we I, see how truly like lost he is yeah. with all this. Like John, John's shitty life. He can he can keep taking all this stuff, but like he's finally reached a breaking point where like he now has a focus for. Mm-hmm. You know, it's not just oh, I had a bad job, and you know, all all these circumstantial things keep happening to me. He finally has someone who has actually wronged him, somebody who he can like point directly to, who's yeah. like, "This is the cause of my pain," and he doesn't know what to do with that information. The parallel on the island is, I mean, I think he literally screams out, like he's he finally breaks. He yells when he's alone in the bunker, like, "What am I supposed to do?" Yeah. Yeah. Like totally to the islander whoever he's talking to yeah it, yeah just after desmond and jack left him yeah they finally left him alone in the dark with the, the broken computer yeah yeah what am i supposed to do that's that's just screams it out wasn't supposed yeah. to be like this come back to the hatch back to the hatch kate uh Said and hurley jump to the rescue and immediately start looking for jack where's jack <laughs> Nobody gives a single shit. <laughs> I thought this was funny because like Saeed's just like sitting at the computer and he's like, go find the breaker. I'll, uh, I'll orient you from here. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, you right. can help. Like, you can't work on the computer till the power's back on. Go help them find the breaker. Right. You can always come back to the computer. Sure. Um... Follow the conduits. What's a conduit? Yeah. <laughs> Early keeping it real. Uh, what's a conduit? <laughs> <laughs> Like I like I know what a conduit is, but like when he asked it, I was like, "Yeah, what is a con?" Like, I, yeah, yeah, that's a good ass question. What's yeah. a conduit? Right? Hurley stumbles across uh, pantry, and he's <laughs> he's uh, you know he's fat, so he must be in love with food, right? Uh, right? Yeah, that's the joke. Thanks, Jack Bender. Yeah, um, Kate from off screen. Did you find it? Uh, depends on what you define it as. <laughs> <laughs> Because, yeah, we've been eating nothing but fucking mangoes uh, and coconuts for the past month and a half. Uh, yeah, I found it. I fucking yeah. found it. Yeah. We cut back to the jungle. Um, Desmond's just booking it. Just bail. Yeah, just like uh, he trips, spills his stuff all over. Um, it's understandable. Jack. It's really fucking hard to run with a backpack on. Mm-hmm. And I don't even think he has it on. I think he's got it over one shoulder. <laughs> oh, yeah, it's even harder. Which is even worse. Yeah. Jack catches up to him. Jack's insane. <laughs> yeah. Right. I, I wrote down here, I just don't, I don't understand Jack or his motivation. No, or like not at all. what he's trying to prove, like why chase him down with the gun and make, like, like you say you don't care, but I, obviously you care. I don't know what's happening with him. Like he's got some shit he needs to work out. Here on the podcast, we still have a gap of give or take four episodes. Mm-hmm. We haven't seen the season one finale. We have not seen the season two premiere and we haven't seen the episode just before this one. The only thing that I could think of about Jack the entire time is like, this dude's got to be on no sleep for the past four days. Yeah. Like that's he's ragged, he's wild-eyed, he's sweating, and yeah, he's completely irrational. He 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 catches up to Desmond really quickly, mm-hmm. uh, but you know he he's getting on him about you know he's like oh, I don't I don't know what's gonna happen. Either I'm gonna be right or you're gonna be right, uh, or you know or I'll be wrong or whatever. Um, but you know I don't want to be around to find out. And Jack's just so insistent about like getting these like, well, why do you believe that way? Why do you why do? You? And it's like, dude. 
it, you know, it's like when when someone's approaching uh, an atheist. You know, what, aren't you worried you're going to go to hell? No, like no. I, I don't. I, I'm going to ask more questions. I already said I don't care. Right, like I like I I already have prioritized the things that I'm going to worry about, and this is not on the list. Like, right. Why is it so important for him to get know. these two men who believe in something? to not believe right desmond finally recognizes him he's like i remember where i saw you at you were you're running... enrico palazzo <laughs> we were running together in los angeles uh you were complaining about a girl you twisted your ankle um whatever happened there <laughs> was she all right like did you like was it okay did you was like, i married, married her, her. <laughs> wow okay doc <laughs> Gotcha. I didn't realize that that was on the table, but uh, I'm going to continue fucking off now since you're. Yeah, I'll see a... you when I see you. <laughs> like, it must not have ended well. And it's like, no, of course not. Have you met the guy? He's a dick. Yeah. He, 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 Jack picks a very strange time to break down about Julie Bowen. Yeah. I'm just thinking about how, like, I just had no empathy as oh. he's breaking down. Like, oh, yeah. Don't my give notes a shit. earlier, like, I, about John Locke breaking down was like, you know, it's just, it was just extra heartbreaking to see this like full grown man like cry in his car after his father destroys him. <laughs> yeah. And like Jack's crying in the forest. And I'm like, just I, maybe it's because he's an asshole. I just don't right, care. Yeah, right. You're like, maybe? It's, no, it's because he's an asshole. <laughs> right. It's very sad to see John Locke's breakdown earlier. But then when you see Jack's breakdown here, you're like, good. Whatever. Cry more. Like, don't give a shit. <laughs> yeah. That's. That's a really good juxtaposition, Chris. And, I mean, the music earlier kind of, I think, helped facilitate that. I mean, there was some sad music. I have to throw in this last fun fact because otherwise I won't get it in. Uh And this one needs to be said. So Katie Seagal, just so you know, uh, like her original gig was actually as a backup singer for like several famous people. Really? Uh, She has been a backup singer for Bob Dylan. Uh, Gene Simmons, Tanya Tucker, and most famously with uh, Bette Midler. <gasps> she was one of the harlots. Uh, so that's kind of how she got her start, what? which I thought was pretty interesting. And since, I mean, music is my thing, so yeah. I, I listen to a lot of that. So that's my fun fact about her. Bette Midler from Beaches fame? Uh, yeah, and like from Hocus Pocus. Yeah. yeah. I, I knew that Katie Seagal was a singer, uh, but I didn't know that part about it. Like, that's that's fucking cool good that's a good that's a good fun fact chris damn sometimes people are like here's a fun fact and then it's just a fact that fact was actually fun chris showed up with riddles three and i appreciate that shit (laughs) (laughs) cut back to the hatch hatch uh i i fucking love saeed so goddamn much john's like i need to explain he's like no there's there's a fucking clock on the wall it's counting down you're telling me I need to fix this. You'll explain it to me later. Like we're wasting seconds. And I was yep. just like, thank you again. Saeed is just, he's yep. amazing. Kate, Kate gets the power on. She finds the breaker, flips the switch. Power comes on. Saeed fixes the computer. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. They got four minutes left. The, the lights come on. They can see the clock. Clearly they start punching in the code. Hurley starts freaking out. Cause he yep. recognizes the numbers. He's like, yep. whoa, 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 whoa. Stop, stop, stop. Do, do, do. Yeah. The, the, the numbers ruined my life. And they're about to again. Please don't. I was like, Oh, wait, but now he's okay with it. And then I realized 32 is not the last number. It's 42, that little sneaker. I I loved that so much (laughs) because he was like, four, uh, eight, 16, 32. 
Yeah, no, go ahead. <laughs> yeah, and he didn't have to lie because we know he's a terrible liar. Yeah. So, yeah. I mean. But at the same time, yes, the numbers have brought badness, but, like, there's also a countdown. That can't be good. Countdowns are rarely good unless it's, like, countdown to, like, chicken nugget time on the microwave. Jack comes back with the right number. He's like, no, it's 42. Hurley's trying to pull a fast one on you. Oh, I got to save the fucking day. And him and him and lock it into a shouting match about, like, uh, why do you... Uh, find it so easy like they go back and forth but that's the final thing it's like why do you find it so easy and then he's like yeah he comes back it's never been easy yeah jack's whole thing about like i can't do this alone you know it's it's a leap of faith like Mm -hmm. chris exactly you were talking about earlier how like the the flashbacks sort of informed like how he couldn't make a decision about whether to be alone and or or to be with katie seagal um, now he's finally at a point on the island where he realizes that he can't be alone, that he does need someone else, that he does need help. Well, and it's I think it's like, you know, what, the most important moment of the episode, really, mm-hmm. because, well, Helen's rubbed off on him because I, I think she asked him to take a leap of faith originally. Yeah. yeah. And, you know, I think every other man in his life has abandoned him. Sure. Yeah. And, like, Jack ends up pressing the button mm-hmm. and that... I mean, while he's not a father figure by any means, or at least hopefully not, uh, I don't know. I think that's an important step for like both of their relationship because it seems like there's some tension going on there. Yeah. Like yeah. throughout this yeah. whole entire episode, totally. they're kind of at each other's throats a little bit. Yeah. Uh, but uh, yeah, Jack takes his sweet time till we get down to one second. Um, and uh, yeah, he pushes the button, the yeah. timer resets and Locke says, I'll take the first shift. Uh, and that's it, man. Mm-hmm. That's orientation. Holy I feel shit. oriented. Yeah. <laughs> right off the top. Did we like it? Was it good? Chris? I, I mean, I really like this episode. I think it's early enough in season two where if you're not super familiar, you could jump in and kind of like there's enough action to like hook you in, I think. I, I like this episode a lot. Sure. Yeah. Um, overall, I did like it. I I wanted more time with like Saeed trying to fix the computer or Desmond. I'm like, get rid of the, the cage stuff. Don't give a shit about that. That's all like wasted time. Put that in a different episode. It doesn't belong. It doesn't feel like, you know, right. The, yeah. um, the stuff with Katie Seagull and, and Locke and, uh, his dad, like, like I said, it does kind of inform the, the stuff with Jack later. And, and I think Chrissy did a really nice job of sort of rounding out that thought that I was, trying to express the flashbacks i wasn't crazy about in this one um but all of the on island stuff in the hatch regardless of jack being a psychopath i (laughs) I very much was like glued to my screen watching it i I liked all of that immensely adam yes uh i did i did like this uh this episode a lot um i'd give it I'd, i'd give it like a b plus um yeah, it's not my favorite out of everything everything we've seen so far, but yeah, there is plenty of action in it. Um, there's ten. I, well, I I don't know if I'd say action. I'd say tension. There's a lot of tension, which I love. Yeah, like it starts with tension with the with the guns, mm-hmm. uh, with the gunplay at the beginning. It's it, it goes to tension later uh, in in the hatch and uh, the the standoff between you know Jack and Locke and then Jack and Desmond and then and stuff like that. Um, the the tiger pit stuff, the the tail section stuff, felt a little out of place to mm-hmm. me. Um, and then as far as the flashbacks are concerned, I I enjoyed it. I it didn't click for me until the uh, Chris you started like explaining it. Like I it, I was seeing it as one of these like oh this is just a story about Locke's past, which happened a lot in season two. You. Got 
got flashbacks to just stuff, which I, you know, in this instance, I was very excited to still see it because I like watching Katie Seagal. Um, Helen is like the polar opposite of Gemma <laughs> Teller. Like, yeah, she's awesome. And, and I can see how foundational her reality is for Locke and making him grow into the present day human we see on the island. Yeah. So, yeah, I, I like it a lot. Um, B plus solidly for me. All right, so uh, lost MVP. So this is your favorite person of the episode, minus your knowledge, minus your context, just in orientation. Who was your MVP, Chris? You know, I've been deliberating about this, uh, and I can't pick one, so I'm going to pick two. I like Helen a lot just because I think her relationship with John's really informed, mm-hmm. I think, a lot of who he is. But I also have to give it to Saeed for being one of the only actual adults on the island and <laughs> yes. just coming and get <laughs> yes, stuff yes, done. Yes, yes, <laughs> Dude, I don't know what the fuck happens to Saeed in this show, but he better not get done dirty. That's all I'm saying. No, no comments. Yeah, why are the two guys yeah. that have seen this show fucking <laughs> silent right now, you pieces of shit? JP, who's your lost MVP? Oh, Francine. Yeah. <laughs> Sit Ooh. down, Francine. Yes, who's Francine. You know what? Even though she got sort of overlooked by John Locke, you know what? She's trying, okay? The relationship between a mother and a daughter or a, a, a child and any parent is complex. And especially when your your parents are bleeding you financially when, you know, that's what you did for most of your childhood. To that, you know what? She's there. She's trying to better herself. She's trying to be the bigger person. I appreciate the work and the hours that Francine's putting in. Adam. <laughs> uh Said. <laughs> okay, I, we're all I, picking I, good picks today. Fine, Jin. No, he's, I, he's, I, English I, is getting better. No, I, I, I wanted. I was looking so hard to find a joke pick, and I couldn't think of one because, like, I got to the end of the episode, and it's I, it, I, Said was nailed down for me strictly because of this line. This argument is irrelevant. Yeah. As soon as he said that, I was like, yeah. And that could apply to every conversation that John and Jack have had this entire episode. This argument is irrelevant. And he go, and then as he says that, he's moving to push the button and Locke's like, don't. <laughs> yeah. Sa- Saeed's like entire plot line is just like a perfect speed run. You know, he's yeah, just like, exactly. yeah, just like, uh, it's satisfying. It's good. Yes, yes, yes. Yeah. Right to the point. Love it. Love it. Love it. Love it. Specifically for this argument is relevant. <laughs> yes. Um, okay. Lost forever. Um, who did you hate who sucks shit who just needs to get jettisoned from the hatch forever J- uh, jp why don't you go oh we don't know much about him but at the same time uh fuck alvar hanzo you know what that guy's a one percenter he's fucking illuminati i don't like him <laughs> eat the rich fucking military industrial complex fuck them all i don't That's right i don't like him fuck that guy Yep. <laughs> just this fucking Orson Wellian fucking right. shadow picture of his, him up in his tower, literally yeah. in his tower. Yeah. If there if Pizzagate was real, he'd be involved. <laughs> so <laughs> fuck that guy. Uh Adam, who's your loss forever? Uh it's a tie mm. for uh Jack and John Locke. <laughs> Hey, careful, careful. Specifically for the argument that led up to Saeed 
telling them that their argument was irrelevant. Yeah, okay, that's fair. They're, they're bickering back and forth as the clock is running down. You've got to push the button. I need you to do it. Like, the two of you, shut up. <laughs> this is the same conversation you had during the projector. This is the same conversation you had in the hallway and you were looking for the projector. One of you listened to the other one. I know neither one of you can do it because you can't, you don't listen to each other. It's the same conversation that they had in White Rabbit after Locke saves him from falling off the cliff. You know, it's this whole concept of just, you just gotta believe. Uh, I don't find it easy to believe. You know, it's just like, you two fucking bozos. Right. Just Just kiss kiss and get it over with. (laughs) (laughs) So, yeah. Jack Jack, Jack and JL. Coming back to Chris. I know we're supposed to keep this to just this episode. No, whatever. Um, so I, I have troubles because I want my lost forever to be Kate and <laughs> in the most non-sexist way possible, mostly because she's not great around a kitchen. But <laughs> God, got her. I think if I had to choose one who's just just John Locke's dead, and I never remember his name. Anthony Cooper. He's not worth remembering. It's just a real piece of work. Yeah. So he could just be lost forever, and I would That's- not. Totally fair. Yep, solid pick. He's not a Anthony great Cooper grifter. Sucked. <laughs> That's it, guys. We did it. We did orientation. Yeah. Crush it. Uh, Chris, thank you for joining us, dude. Yeah, you're welcome. Thanks for having me. Of course. Thank you for for supplying us with fun facts, little mm-hmm. factoids, and explaining to me how how the flashback actually related to the present day yeah, yes. storyline. Thank that you was for very helpful. Thank you. Generally, being a better <laughs> lost host than we are. <laughs> Um, uh, is there anything you want to want to plug or promote to the uh, to the folks out there uh, listening at home? Um, you know, I don't have any podcasts of my own or anything, but uh, I guess I'd like to just give a general shout out to all my fellow teachers. We're going through some trying times, so if you get yeah. some teacher friends, maybe buy them a cup of coffee or something because oh. got a shortage kind of going on and no subs a lot yep. of people work an extra hour so yep. Yep. we'd appreciate that support all your teachers except nick brandle <laughs> <laughs> you heard it here first on lost on lost folks <laughs> uh well and speaking of lost on lost if you're trying to be lost with us uh next time next episode here we're going to be watching season two episode eight collision uh with Ana lucia so look forward to that one talking about the cops everyone's favorite disaster of a cop yeah oh boy it's gonna be a rough one uh well thank you uh chris again for coming on the show and thank you out there for listening uh this has been lost on lost and i'm adam i'm jp do you have any idea what's going on on the show nope me neither Lost on Lost is produced and edited by me and JP. We wish to acknowledge that we live, work, and produce our show on occupied land. Burbank, California is located on the traditional tribal lands of the Tongva, Chumash, Keech, and Fernandeño Tataviam peoples. Milwaukee, Wisconsin is located on the traditional tribal lands of the Peoria, Potawatomi, Miyama, and Ho-Chunk peoples. And Lost was produced in Hawaii on the lands of the Kanaka Maoli. Visit native-land.ca to learn more about the land you live and work on. You can engage with us on IG, Facebook, and Twitter at Lost on Lost One. You can also email us at wearelostonlost at gmail.com or support us with dollar monies at coffee.com slash wearelostonlost. Thanks to Lostpedia and its community of contributors, Danny Schmitz, Random.org, and as always, you the listeners for tuning in. We're hosted at Podbean. You can hear us there or wherever you get your podcasts, except MySpace. We're, we're not on MySpace. Yet. <laughs> <laughs> Yet.